Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and welcome to the Harpen and Rugby Preview Show. Joining me to look ahead to Leinster's URC assignment in Newport this weekend is someone back for cap number 27. Hello to Mr. Rugby Keno himself, Keno Muller. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having us back. No problem. Good to have you. Uh, so, Keno, before we get to the match in question, there was an announcement made during the week on Leinster's captaincy for the season. And just last weekend, yourself, myself, and Connor Cronin harped on this very topic for our YouTube bonus clip. Here's a little taste of it. Yeah, I mean, there's always the possibility where they name two captains, you know, and, and you see it on the see it on the sheet that they are co-captains, co-captains or, yeah. or whatever other term you want to use for it. Um, and you could see a logic behind that as well. Co-captains, bollocks. It's like a participation yeah. medal. Yeah. <laughs> Why bother? Well, um, as we all know, they actually have gone for co-captains in uh, Gary Ringrose and James Ryan. So is it still bollocks, Kino? Uh, yeah, I guess this is why I'm not in charge of a of, 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 an, of a top-level elite rugby club, I suppose. Yeah, I, I still don't like co-captains. I, I, I just it's, it's a bit meaningless for me, to be honest. I mean, you know, who's even in charge, really, when it all comes down to it? It's going to be one or the other. Like, there's a pecking order there. It's not really co-captains, is it? Um, but, you know, that said, there's probably situations where two heads are better than one might reduce individual pressure a little bit. The, and, you know, and it was very hard for me to choose between the two anyway. They're both amply qualified, ready to step up. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, first captain, second captain, whatever. Good, that'd be a good name for a podcast. Yeah, actually. I, I, might, I, might, change yeah. It, yeah, I might change this to whatever from now on. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, listen, um, no, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it is it is kind of a, it, it has a ring of falling between two stools about it, but um it depends on i suppose how they actually implement it i can see how making the announcement and bestowing the honor um sharing it equally between two people when like we we talked about it for 10 minutes we couldn't really we couldn't really decide it was like it was like you know Ryan would be the pick of the forwards and Ringrose would be the pick of the backs i suppose of, of the of the leading candidates that's kind of who he landed on but when it comes on the day of a match if they're both picked, are they going to, I mean, the Irish women's team did this recently. They had co-captains on the pitch at the same time. And I think that's what I'm not a fan of myself. Um, You know, for the, for the one match, I think if it's a situation where, you know, they, they, hopefully they will just name one captain on a day. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, but um, teams are starting to do this now. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. So anyway, now it's time to look at our feature match of the week, which is of course, uh, Leinster v. Dragons in uh, round four of the 23-24 United Rugby Championship. It's taking place at Rodney Parade in Newport on Sunday, November 12th, kicking off at 1.15 p.m. TV coverage in Ireland is on RTE2, Premier Sports 1, and URC.TV. And as ever, you can find the full listings for the weekend on harpandrugby.com. Just click the Rugby on TV tab. Now, Leinster named their match day 23 at lunchtime on Friday. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there in the screen. Or for pod listeners, it's in the program notes. Aquino has selected three Harpen points from the squad, and we've already looked at club captains, but there's yet another new Leinster skipper leading the side out on Sunday. Yeah, Don Sheehan gets his uh, first shout as a uh, captain for Leinster this weekend. You know, it's a a further expansion into the leadership group. You know, as Scott as of Scott Penny there last weekend. Um, you know, I mean, as a player, he's obviously he's good enough. Um, and doubtless he has the respect of his teammates. You know, he's had a meteoric rise into uh, into international rugby as one of the top players in his position. But captaining is a it's a whole other ball game. It's a whole different skill set. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on with it. Um, 
Rodney Parade, not the friendliest place to go and play in the world. It's pretty famously <laughs> not that friendly um, on the pitch. Um, at least it's not a sand pit anymore, but uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a fairly stern test um, of, of a first outing, I think, in that sense. Yeah, one of the things we spoke about when we were talking about captaincy is the dealing with the referee. And uh, when it's a kind of a hostile environment where everything Leinster is going to do is wrong and everything the Dragons are going to do is right from the crowd's point of view, um, it's going to be a t- it's going to be a big big test for him. But uh, no, it, I mean it's like we always, like I think ideally, if you had to pick uh, an ideal positions for captains, Hooker and Locke are probably the two best. I mean, sometimes you know, okay, uh, maybe blind side or open side as well. But um, it's generally in the forwards anyway. But uh, so some of the best captains have been have been hookers, and uh, it's it, it's a good opportunity for him to get some leadership experience he could bring into the Ireland team down the line. You know, but, um, going on to your second point anyway, he's one of uh, many returning internationals. I mean, it's a far cry from the days of uh, Leinster going to Newport uh, early in the season with Bernard Jackman and a rake of academy lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Reese Ruddock All Stars are not the ones making the trip this time. Um, they're they're they or they've certainly got a, a nice uh, a, a nice smattering of stars to go along with them. Um, along with Dan, there's uh, Ross Byrne back in. Um, big season for Ross now. He's numero uno. Uh, in that ten journey jersey, uh, he's gonna have to have a pretty big season, I think, to keep the uh, chasing pack from his heels because. As everyone knows, we love having a big stack of fly halves available at Leinster. Uh, Jimmy O'Brien is back as well. Uh, didn't get to play much the, at the World Cup, so no doubt he'll be raring to go and uh, get back to um, form for the uh, upcoming European Games later in the season. Um, I'm expecting Joe McCarthy's there as well, expecting him to kick on this season um, as well and really start putting his hand up for first team consideration. Um, he's he's young, but uh, he has that physical profile that if he can bring his game on um, and really push first team consideration, it'll it'll help uh, in that late season push a lot. And uh, then Ryan Baird, I think he's back as well. I think we're going to see him a lot more in six this jersey more often than not. Um, he is my favorite line break runner um, in the Leinster side of the world. I love that loping baby giraffe gait he has. That is also extremely dangerous. It's like a loping baby giraffe with a shotgun. Yep. <laughs> Rampage. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's it's, it's interesting the way they've the, the way they've been selecting the teams because I mean you we noticed <clears throat> from the first three matches there's so it's the same kind of core team with you know one or two changes there and then but even this week there's a lot of that team still there and they've kind of fed in gradually um they peppered around like they you say five 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 internationals probably didn't get a lot of game time but it's still the bulk like uh, you know Cohan's getting another shot at uh, number eight and uh, Jack Boyle's there at uh, number one there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of the the, the centers are the same you know it, it's it's an interesting way they're they're kind of gradually being uh, introduced uh, introduced to the squad but uh, you for your third point you want to talk a bit about the younger players in the team as well yeah yeah it's it's essentially it leads on directly from that it's great to see them keep the uh young players in there and to i mean i think five is probably the most changes you can make while keeping some level of continuity between them but it's the uh it's for a large part it's the younger players uh, certainly in the pack who are uh getting uh kept through um into this into this uh kind of mixed side um ben murphy getting his first uh start um which is which is great to see um but uh yeah, Cormac Foley 
had been going really well as well. Um, it's good that he, he he's on the bench and he he'll get he'll get his shot, no doubt. Uh, under fairly trying conditions, weather wise, by the looks of things. Um, Lee Barron as well. He was going very nicely around the field. Um, he was going very nicely around the field last week. He was good value. Um, for in the carry. Uh, James Culhan had an absolute cracker on and off the ball against Edinburgh last weekend. He's probably my kind of my one to watch at the moment so far this season for Leinster. Um, if he keeps, <laughs> I don't know if he can keep uh, going up at this uh, at this trajectory, but uh, if he can, um, he's going to be causing some serious selection issues down the line. Um, and I'm hoping Jack Boyle, he's had a bit of a torrid time, but, you know, we've had some really um, naive front rows uh, over the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping now that uh, with a, you know, a with Dan Sheehan beside him and McCarthy and Jenkins behind him in the row, it's a fair bit of ballast. And hopefully now it'll give him a bit of confidence and he'll he'll get a chance to show what he can do. Uh, so that's uh, it's great to see that, um, yeah, all that young talent is uh, hopefully going to get a chance to uh, really settle in with some of the uh, more experienced players. Absolutely, and it's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity for them to do it because we'll, we'll have a look at the Dragons um, uh, squad now, and uh, they're one of those teams. And I, I, I really, w- I wish all teams would do this when they when they announce their team on the website. Not only do they put the players that are there, but they also have a list of the players who are unavailable, and and that's extra big list for uh, I think there's I think there was fifteen um, altogether in the in the team for in the in the list for um, for Newport that are unavailable. But uh, there, there's some there's some uh, couple some units in this team that, that that are quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, they'd had a tough time of it this season um, with the uh, that the barbarians matched certainly not helping them um, in terms of uh, player availability. On top of that horrific injury list. Um, they lost to Edinburgh by five and Cardiff by seven at home already this season. Um, but that 31 point tonking against Munster really that's that was that was horrific. Nobody nobody likes to see that. Well, a Munster sports is probably fairly happy with it, but other than that, I think nobody wants to see that. And um, they do have six returning Welsh internationals now off the back of that Barbarians match. Kai Evans, Rio Dyer, Elliot D, Lloyd Fairbrother, Dan Lydiot, and Aaron Wainwright. Um you know, they have a decent mall. They've got a they've got some backs that can definitely do damage if they can get them into space. Um, you know, any back row with Dan Lydia in it is going to be dangerous. But they haven't won in Newport since October 2022. Um, which is a, a hell of a thing to say about your own home record. Uh so it's it they're really up against it, even with their their internationals coming back this week. Yeah, it's it's an interesting lineup, and Lydia. It's um, it's interesting. We didn't we didn't mention Will Connors uh, starting for Leinster as well. So it's kind of a chop tackle off uh, between <laughs> the two of them. So it'd be interesting. Yep. It'd be interesting when when either side is in possession. It'd be interesting to see how many how many trees get felled uh, in the process. But no, it's um, it's uh, yeah, it is the back row that draws the eye of that line out all right. But they have had a lot of injuries throughout the squad. Uh, so so we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Okay, we'll move on to the officials now. The referee is uh, Jean Luc. Uh, uh, Gnecki. Uh, that sounds like something I ordered as an appetizer a couple of weeks ago, but um, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Ian Davies, Mark Butcher, the assistants, um, and the weather for Newport on Sunday afternoon is uh, supposed to be rather cloudy uh, with not much wind, twenty five percent rain. Um, so we well, we always say the rainy night in Newport. So it'll be Sunday lunchtime, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, that moves us on to. Um, 
the other rugby this weekend, now recording on Friday evening, there's actually a match in progress as we're talking, uh, Zebra Sharks, and there's an Interpro later on. But of, of all the other games this weekend, which one are you looking forward to the most? The Interpro. You know, yeah. really, it's it's very predictable. But, you know, I did actually have a look. I was like, no, don't be so biased to the Irish team's kid. Just go and have a look. And yeah, it was like, a, yeah, it's the Interpro. It is. It's it's a really interesting matchup, you know. Um, international players back for Ulster Munster as well. Uh, Choo Choo Stew back in the center for Ulster. Um, Ian Henderson on the bench, Rob Herring on the bench uh, for his 230th record appearance. Um, all time record appearance for Ulster. Um, if he comes off the bench, which no doubt he will. Um, Munster leaving behind some of the internationals that they may have chosen to call up for this as well makes it a little bit spicy are they thinking they can get one done without them or, or are they kind of sacrificing it for maybe a punt on the European matches later on? It's kind of hard to tell what they're thinking is, um, but uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty full-blooded as all, as all Interpros always are, but they're always fun. Absolutely. How are you calling it though? Because no, no pressure apart from the fact that when this goes out, it'll probably be over. So, <laughs> so let's, I... let's let's hear what you're saying. I think I I I think I put uh, I think I put an Ulster win. I'm a Super Brew. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, that's actually that's that's that that's my feeling on this as well. Is I I kind of I fancy Ulster for it, not by much. Um. Yeah, I think I had Ulster by four for this one. Um. Yeah. I think they have. I think they they have a need. And I think they're probably they're they're I think they're a bit more used to the pitch at this stage as well, and yeah, I think I'm not a huge fan of Billy Burns, but he's fairly reliable in what they need out of him at the moment. Um, and yeah, you're le- months leaving behind Piero Mahoney, Conor, Conor Murray, Ty Byrne, Dale Coyne. That's that's an awful lot of um, experience to leave behind. So yeah, I'm just shading it towards Ulster. Okay, the more words we use, the more silly we look. Uh, if it went, if it ends up going the other way, but uh, it'll be entertainment, entertainment value, entertainment value either way. Okay, so uh, speaking of predictions, let's let's move on to our uh, one for the for our match at uh, Leinster v Dragons on Sunday. Yeah, um, I had a look at the weather myself actually, and the the the, the weather reports I was coming across look absolutely horrendous. It's going to be a downpour on Sunday afternoon by all accounts. Um, but I'm not sure that's going to be either here or there. Um, looked at it up, down, sideways and crossways. I can't see anything past really a fairly resounding Leinster win. Even in bad weather, I see this going two scores plus. Yeah, we've seen... I mean, we have had some tricky tricky outings there in the past, um, but, um, I mean, just just on paper anyway, looking at it, I mean, it, 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 the expectation really should be for that. So uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Okay, listen, man. Listen, thanks, Kino, for harping with us today. Looking forward to having you on again soon, man. Thanks. No problem at all. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, also, thanks to you all for tuning in to our latest preview show. Enjoy the match wherever you are. Be sure to follow us on all the usual social media channels. We will, of course, have a wrap pod for you this week. We'll be recording on Monday evening this time, but with a Sunday match. Hopefully, you'll be able to help us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slan.